0: what's
1: up everybody welcome to kind of funny games daily for thursday april fifteenth, 2021 don't panic everybody it's not actually tax day they pushed that here in the united states i did not know that i was panicking and it turns it's out it's san too.
0: francisco day baby 415 Oh san francisco right. was incorporated uh, really i didn't know that uh-huh. wait, wait 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 i don't know what incorporated means but oh i was gonna say is that
1: the year was incorporated Four hundred. Sorry, 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 sorry. The date, April fifteenth. Ah, that makes 15th. more sense. That's actually a really 76. cool thing I didn't know about SF. I didn't know about that. Right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes thirty under thirty, aka the second best baby blues in San
0: Francisco, which was incorporated
1: on four fifteen, aka the engaged one at Tim Gettys.
0: April fifteenth, eighteen fifty. Is yeah. when it was incorporated. So it there you go. You five, know, Mizzou
1: was older than San Francisco. There you go, man. There you go.
0: 1839. What up, MIZ? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Everybody's M-Z. right there with me. Oh, you great. Everybody's it's good to be right here there. with you. I it's was good just good saying be here before, before we started this, I don't think I've done Games Daily with you in like a month.
1: Yeah, just like, a long time.
0: you know, it's, it, yeah, it's been a, bounce, a bunch of bouncing back and forth. Either I'm not here, you're not here, whatever, but this is good. I'm excited. It's a good day for us too. Oh, we got a lot of good there news is. but I want you
1: to know that like yeah, uh, Tam I've been doing this a long time as you know mm-hmm. hosting podcasts talking about video games all this stuff it takes a lot to throw me uh Kevin was like, all right, I'm all set to go. You know, three, two, one. And the music started playing. I looked over at the live chat on twitch.tv/slash kinda funny games and I saw corn seven eight zero nine make a comment. And I thought it said hey sexists. <laughs> and I was like, what? And it's actually hey sexies. He was saying they were saying Got hello it. to the chat. And I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Go like, wait, what why why? What did we do? What have I missed on the internet? What subreddit have I not seen or whatever? So I'm backing that. Wow. Heads in the game. And like you said, Tim, we have so much to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, guess what? We have a debut trailer for you from Double Fine. Uh, we have Ubisoft's E3 plan revealed, and apparently there's cooking in Resident Evil Village. We're gonna talk about all this and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at Patreon.com/KindofFunnyGames. At Patreon.com/KindofFunnyGames, you can of course support us. Uh, get in with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the daily video game sun. You can be a Patreon producer you can get the show ad free you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday all on patreon.com slash kind of funny games along with watching a whole bunch of shows that have never aired anywhere but there however if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. You, of course, can watch live as we record it, just like uh, the Whatanauts are. Oh, God, not these guys. Murph Dad, Travis Warren are. <laughs> uh, if you are watching live on twitch.tv slash Games, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday. housekeeping for you timothy mm-hmm. i just did the and a lot of people had told me a while back it sounded like the the noise on law and order but that always to me was like a gavel and that's why i'm going to tell you in this housekeeping of course there's a brand new episode of the kind podcast thing. up right now well yeah but like law and order i think is so much further than the thung, thung. I, I know i know but it's also more mechanized right it's not it's not the same anymore i think it's meant to be a gavel but i think it's evolved long beyond that
0: I don't think so. I think it's a gavel. It's just like perfectly recorded, so they got yeah. the reverb just right and all that stuff. Okay. But it is still a legitimate gavel. I imagine See, I thought a at some point was... it became
1: it became a sound effect because gavels wood on wood. I don't think the SVU noise is wood on wood anymore, is it?
0: Okay, hey, just look it up. And kind of funny. dot I hear this thing at least seven times <laughs> a night. I know what it's meant to be. I mean, I'd yeah, I'd be, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But now, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, like. You're right, it is basier.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like a gavel has huh. that good, like. Like that, it's not a bad example because it's not a gavel, but you understand it's got that knock to it, it's wood on wood. But
0: can you hear what you're doing? Because I like there, yours has a nice echo through the, no, I, I the mean, shaft me, I of the, it the mic. Oh, I love stand. when it
1: echoes through the shaft, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, let us know, everybody. Look it up, find out what you got for me. Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. You can get an easy one in right there, win some uh, win a Kevin Gold star for yourself. Uh, what I want to say though, in housekeeping right now, there's a new episode of the kind of funny podcast available on podcast services, and of course, youtube.com slash kind of funny, where we are in Rahul Kohli's court room that's right rahul joins us to settle a debate between one nick and tim you can go check it out the first half of the episode a bunch of nonsense and craziness second half incredibly serious and a great conversation uh, thank Classic you rahul kind of exactly <laughs> Any right. way you cut it the ad break, you never know what you're coming back to. That's how it always is with Kind of Funny. On top of that, ladies and gentlemen, right now over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can get the season finale of The Blessing Show. Uh, obviously, I've told you for a long time to go watch The Blessing Show, this video essay series. That is only a video. One of the few things we only put up as a video on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, but today's is one you cannot miss. It is about dreams and it is recorded in dreams. That's right. Uh, Blessing worked with the pig detective team and made a episode of the blessing show inside of dreams it is fantastic you need to go check it out uh, and give blessing a pat on the back because it's just amazing and i you know it's funny you talk about like how we haven't worked together uh in a while on this show tim there was a couple weeks ago where you you hit me up and you're like today we did 12 pieces of content and somehow neither of you you neither you nor me were ever on the show together and it's yeah, like uh, watching crazy. this Blessing show uh, that obviously Roger edited, Blessing wrote, Blessing reached out. I gave him an introduction to the Pig Detective team, reached out to them and worked with them. Like, it's incredible the things that Kind of Funny makes that you and I have nothing to do with. And I'm very, very proud of that.
0: So, so proud of Roger and Blessing for everything they did with this show. It was an amazing run. Uh, definitely looking for feedback. Let us know in the comments what you liked, what you don't like, what you want to see more of, all of that stuff. Because... Uh, I, I believe in it. I love it. and uh, it, it, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of resources, and it it is a lot of time from these these sweet sweet boys doing the best that they can.
1: They're doing the best they can. Uh, we'll be doing the best we can later today when we are live reacting to the Resident Evil Village uh, uh, what do you call it? Showcase, I guess. Uh, hosted by What's Good Games Brit Brom Bakker. Uh, you can, of course, catch that at 3 p.m. Pacific on Twitch.tv slash Kinda Funny Games. Live is that everybody watches it. However, if you miss it, remember, it will go up later on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny Games. Uh, you can catch it there and have a good time. Thank you. To our real, Patri- real
0: quick. Real quick, speaking to Patreon producers, uh, this is a perfect segue to this. I want to say this because I think it's a, a great time for it. Uh, the blessing show only happened because of your support on Patreon.com/slash kind of funny games, specifically uh, what we funded in in January to get all that stuff going. It is a very expensive show to make. It might not seem like it, but we don't make money from that show. Like if we can make any money from the ad reads and stuff, boss leader, reads, you call from it. the yeah, exactly from the YouTube ads and stuff. It's like. Maybe less than a hundred dollars or something. like it does not add up. But the Patreon money allows us to make the content that we want to make. And making all the other shows we we do and having the ads allows us to have that padding to make other cool things too. But the Patreon support is going somewhere, and it's places like The Blessing Show. So thank you to our Patreon producers.
1: Uh- Right here we got the your wrongs I asked for on the law and order gavel noise or the debate Ignacio Rojas says this is what all things law and order blog has to say quote according to multiple sources the sound was originally made to sound like a jail cell door slamming shut according to imb.com it quote was created by combining close to a dozen sounds including that of a group of monks stamping on the floor. And then, of course, everybody goes on to different stuff. Uh, Big Bad Beluga says uh, it's known as the Chung Chung, uh, per the cast and crew, and it's supposed to resemble the sound of a, da- a jail cell door. So there you go. Shocked. Look at that. We all thought one thing. I would have lost turn house on another. that one. Also, uh, as I said, Resident Evil, uh, you know, this afternoon, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Paris Lily in the chat said live, I'll be recording the X cast at 3 p.m. Sad. Paris, I'll gladly fire your ass. Is that what you want? And then you can watch it all day long sitting there unemployed at your house. Is that what you want? Is well, that what you I want said,
0: Paris? Are you, you going to fire him from x so we can hire him to react with us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, don't push me. Thank you to <laughs> our Patreon producers, Mick at
1: the nanobiologist, Tom Bach, Trent Berry and Black Jack. Today we're brought to you by Purple Mattress and Burrow, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's do something we rarely do on Kind of Funny Games Daily. We have a world premiere trailer, ladies and gentlemen. Do better than that, Greg world premiere. I was hoping you would do it. I I do the introduction thing, then you do the voice. I like like
0: you doing it, though, because then I get to listen to it. Oh, sure. World premiere.
1: Uh, Our friends over at Double Fine, ladies and gentlemen, uh, do something called Amnesia Fortnite. If you're not familiar with Amnesia Fortnite, it reads like this. Amnesia Fortnite is a two-week game jam during which anyone at Double Fine can pitch an idea and, if it's selected, lead a team to turn it from concept to working prototype. Uh, Of course, this is one of my favorite things Double Fine does. It's awesome to see all the crazy, uh, weird ideas they come up with for it right uh however of course it's been a while since they did it so it turns out that in 2019 they actually had a documentary group film them uh, as they went through and did this and they have now edited into a 2 hour documentary about doing this in the trials and tribulations but we have the debut trailer for it right now that we are getting to screen uh, later today. It will be up on all of the uh, Double Fine channels. You can go check it out there. Of course, give them the like, give them the subscribe. If you're an audio listener, I know you're driving, maybe you're rolling your eyes. This actually, I think, plays fine because it's um, anytime you hear somebody talking, imagine them in a game development studio. There's a couple times that text gets put up. I will, of course, uh, read that for you. But Kevin, whenever you're ready, let's let's look at this. This is uh, for the uh, Amnesia Fortnite documentary. Yes. Do we
0: want this full screened or? The normal browser. I would full say screen.
1: do the normal picture and picture. If you want to go get, uh, if you want to go get the you know the full screen, you go over to Double Fine's YouTube change.
0: Page. Excellent, excellent. Here we go. All
1: right. From Double Fine Productions. Is that a good voice? The studio that brought you, and then it's all the games: Broken Age, Costume Quest. Found, you you new, I love seeing logos. I have no idea how many we will go through years here, and then we're 2019. We're in 2019, everybody. It's a two-week game jam, and anyone can pitch. I have been meeting with people and hearing their lovely pitches in my office. (laughs) I'm very nervous. Some people come, and they have a pitch they've been been thinking about. They have a name.
0: Singing sandwiches and make...
1: Stop right there. Approved. It's so many different things. It's like an explosion (laughs) of creativity and a, a way to explore new ideas and a way to test people for leadership. What if we took a game and took this and turned it upside down uh you play as a gardener that builds a living fortress oh, so then like you combine them together and you're like oh i made a thing that's weird but it's good uh this is what the game should sort of feel like I love it's the the chicken it's clear. they have access to a great team this could change their careers in life don't don't worry about the camera crew behind you yeah. this is only two weeks please try not to get bogged down in the details it is better for the thing to exist than for it to not exist at all four new project leaders put to the test playing games my whole life but i never have looked at them like this
0: it's tricky to build a scaffolding for something where you don't know what it's going to become uh we have some really talented people here but i think when you put people under a pressure cooker like this it it really comes out we have a
1: lot to do (laughs) Guy just staring (laughs) off into (laughs) 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 broken by this thing so i'm just doing like quick and dirty ai it doesn't work you can see the environment right now is just a mess
0: and then i say no it's not that calm down hey, you're having I know trouble, that guy. like
1: honing in on like the fun no, moments no i didn't die I didn't say you died screen my yeah, god i think you broke my brain man you take a little bit of terror every day it's like poison you get immune to it all parts of game development <laughs> happened. Fucking Schaefer, That's I love it. Rad. It's a great yeah. line. Oh, thank you, and congratulations on surviving Amnesia Fortnite. All the games look really good so far, but of course we'll watch them now and we'll see. AJB you. runs his Double Fine hires young. Get <laughs> the child it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the amnesia Fortnite movie premieres live april 29th 5 p.m pacific free on youtube you can go to oh, course, yeah, the double find thing there I, I love the fact that double find lets people in obviously on the inside of game hey. development and this really cool thing that keeps everybody uh honest and fresh and out there doing cool things double find's a great studio so yeah i'm happy to support them and talk about that what'd you say kevin you said hey and you got all excited oh i thought that was our jacket but they just ripped it off i did too yeah <laughs> that that tim shafer's jacket right there is in our jacket yeah, yeah. no some what a coward! Guy. You know what I mean. I know, right? What a son yeah, of a man. bitch! <laughs> for now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report.
0: <laughs>
1: Time for some news. Five items on the Roper Report.
0: Uh, does
1: number one, ladies and gentlemen. It may only be April, but let's talk about E three. Ubisoft. I love it, man. Ubisoft has announced their E3 presentation. It reads as such. Get ready for Ubisoft Forward. Our digital conference goes live on Saturday, June 12th at 12 p.m. Pacific as part of E3 2021. Stay tuned for all the latest information about the lineup and announcements from our teams around the world. Uh, For some context, of course, that's from the uh, official Ubisoft uh, site, Matt Perslow over at IGN.com writes, Across two Ubisoft Forward events last year, we had detailed looks at Assassin's Creed valhalla and watchdogs legion and later got to see more of immortals phoenix rising currently much of ubisoft's plans are under wraps but we do know far cry 5 is in the works and rainbow 6 quarantine or parasite or whatever it ends up being called perhaps we'll also get to look at brand new games and maybe even some updates on games like skull and bones and beyond good and evil 2 question mark timothy robert gettys are you hyped for e3 ubisoft
0: very very much so and you said that oh it's only april but already Talk about e3 i feel like it's late you know i think things Mm. have just changed like a couple years ago we would have known the dates and who's doing conferences and all that stuff uh last month right like going into e3 so people can kind of uh prep and plan obviously things have changed in so many different ways but i am excited that e3 is coming back and it being digital only and it kind of having as much buy-in as it has so far and this type of announcement being made of e- of ubisoft clearly saying this is part of e3 here's the time here's the date and it is part of the e3 uh that the ESA has talked about digitally yeah. like yeah. It, it's within that range it's like i'm very excited about the idea that we're going to get a melding mesh of traditional e3 week and summer game fest mm-hmm. and i think that that that's kind of uh, a win-win for for us as gamers and also for the developers and publishers to be able to most effectively show off their catalogs, potentially, because it allows them to have the, okay. We're all coming to this WrestleMania moment where, you know, we're going to like announce some huge things and, and have that level of competition, but that's them knowing that they're going to be competing for mindshare and for eyes and for ears of people talking about the the games being announced and played and all that stuff. And then if there's games that they're like, I, I want to save this for later, whether they're mega announcements or smaller titles or anything in between, there's going to be other avenues for them to be able to, to show them whether they're uh first party owned state of plays, Nintendo Directs or you know, Microsoft not really having a brand for its stuff, but something that's not inside Xbox, but you know, bigger just hey, we're doing an Xbox showcase. Tune in. Like they have that power now. And of course we don't we don't need the branding necessarily. It enhances it, but we don't need it. But then there's also so many other just places like individual game things. Like uh today, Resident Evil showcase is happening. Capcom's just like fuck it. We're doing a showcase just for Resident Evil. And that's not a weird thing anymore. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we see a final fantasy showcase that square starts doing in addition to square's doing it. Square Enix presents now, like it's very cool. I'm excited. I love, Press conferences, I love showcases, and it's definitely not a more the merrier type thing, I I want them to be good, but uh, I think that having an E3, having that level of competition and that knowledge that it is a competition and you do need to bring stuff because you're going to be judged harsher than if it was just a random Tuesday that you're making some game announcements, that excites me bring your
1: a game of course yeah and I think again we've talked about it so much I I like what you said earlier Well, first off before I get there a nanobiologist points out and you're wrong that Matt Perslow at IGN actually has the wrong game listed right Far Cry 6 this year not Far Cry 5 as IGN reports just a typo in there for them uh but what I appreciate about what you said right was that Ubisoft doubling down talking about this saying of course it is part of the E, it is part of E3 and you talked about the buy-in if somehow you had missed this ladies and gentlemen of course the E3 hype train has begun rolling with announcements from the ESA right Back on April 6th, they announced it's game on for E3. Uh, The ESA officially unveils plans for a reimagined all-virtual E3 2021 that will engage video game fans everywhere. With early commitments from Nintendo, Xbox, Capcom, Konami, Ubisoft, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brothers Games, and Koch Media. Koch Media, I can never remember. And more to come, E3 2021 will take place June 12th through the 15th. And so when that happened, it was that thing of like, awesome what does that mean exactly what are you okay cool you have early commitments what does that actually mean they're showing one thing here's Ubisoft right saying no, no, our Ubisoft Presents, right, is part of E3. It will be right there. And again, what you're talking about of, you know, uh, people working together on this front, right, and still having that avenue to go do your own thing, but also be a part of it. Uh, we had talked about this, uh, obviously, on the 14th, which was yesterday, right? There, uh, E3 had put out this statement, right? E3 2021 joins forces with in, in, uh, industry media and partners to extend its global reach. And it talks about how it's joined forces with IGN, Future Games, PC Games and Games Radar, GameSpot, Polygon, IGN China and Game Bonfire, to extend its reach in the video games worldwide. You think, all right, cool, whatever. That's them distributing, right? I like this right here. The team at E3 will work hand-in-hand with media partners to integrate and cross-promote programming and coverage within the E3 experience. This includes coordinated broadcasts, wide coverage, media talent participation, and original programming, among other features. One of the things we've talked about so much uh, with this E3 2021, uh, Tim, is the idea of, like, cool, E3 2020 was such a bungled mess, where, sure, of course, coronavirus, what are you going to do? By the time they finally announced it wasn't happening, their thing was like, but we'll still do. It'll still be a, there'll be a digital thing. Don't worry. And they had no idea what they were talking about. They had nothing up their sleeve, right? This time around, the the this press release from yesterday is so much about, like, Hey, we've actually gone off and hired people to go like here to evolve E3 in an ever-changing digital world. The ESA brought on a new team of industry veterans who understand the impact opportunities and diverse appeal of E3 as the central stage for creating global conversations around the video game industry. Right. Like, could it all be BS and talk? Sure. But it is talking about something that I remember that first VidCon where I fell in love with YouTube. And came out of it going, I'm going to make a YouTube channel that would eventually become kind of funny. Uh, I remember going back, and the most important lesson I think I learned there, right, was there is no competition. There's only collaboration. And the fact that E3 is talking about in their press releases, hey, here are all our partners, and we're going to give them a stage to promote their stuff and talk to each other and have a thing. Sounds rad. And it sounds like a different look at E3 than we're used to, right, Tim?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And and that's the thing is it is a little bit weird because it's digital only. So it's like the the stage isn't a literal stage. So mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have that kind of share the stage pomp and circumstance that we see at traditionally only the Game Awards. I always talk about how crazy it is that what makes the Game Awards special is it's the only place where in one press conference or what showcase, whatever you, you want to call it, the announcement parts of the, the Game Awards, Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, they're all there in equal ways, right? Right. That doesn't happen anywhere else. You go to the PlayStation press conference, you get PlayStation, you get Microsoft in its own thing. But for one stage to have all those things at once is extremely exciting and does have that level of competition, the fun competition. Yeah. Um, but making it digital, it... it there's pros and cons to it, right? Like, there's not that actual we're together on the stage which has that appeal, but there is the ability to, for them to be a little bit more nimble and to uh, to showcase a bit more in ways that I think allows this to not just be E3's the one week and then it's done, but instead to have E3 be the, the big thing and then have whatever Summer Game Fest is kind of have these like kind of mini updates or big announcements as well to work in tandem. That's the question, though, is... Are they going to work in tandem? And I doubt that. And I think that the biggest issue we had last year was Jeff creating Summer Game Fest and the the mission and vision for what he wanted that to be was brilliant and amazing. Mm -hmm. I just think that somewhere along the line, there was too many me too, me too, me too things of you know IGN's going to do this and GameSpot's going to do that and E3's going to do something, whatever, and Nintendo's not going to be part of Game Fest, but they're going to do their own thing somewhere blah, blah, blah. That's the problem is there needed to be a buy-in for all of them to be like, we're doing summer game fest and there's a commitment to this. And that just simply didn't happen, which kind of, uh, led to a lot of burnout for, for people, for how many different showcases there were the C3 thing, I think gives it an anchor point. And, and the big question I have now is, is Jeff and the team going to work with that anchor point or against that anchor point. Mm, mm, And that's going to be the difference between how stoked we are about our summers.
1: What was is, IGN announced yesterday, right? That they'll be back for Summer of Gaming. Yeah, IGN yesterday said uh, this is IGN staff article. E3 2021 will be partnering with IGN's Summer of Gaming 2021. IGN Summer of Gaming is returning this year, and E3 2021 will be part of the event. Just like last year, our summertime event will include exclusive trailers. Blah 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 blah. But unlike last year, we're partnering with E3 to bring the world's most famous games event to our lineup. That means from Saturday, June 12th through Tuesday, June 15th, you'll be able to check out the first ever all digital E3 right here on. E- IGN E3 will be free in 2021. The whole E3 has been redesigned digital event. Joining us in 2021 as official battery sponsor. Oh, good job, IGN. Uh, yeah, so I, what the IGN summer of gaming, like, is, I guess. Similar to Summer Game Fest, where obviously they're partnering with E3, that's what spawned this announcement, but then when there are the events happening, IG and Summer of Gaming will also be housing those events, but I wonder if what you're talking about as well, will IG and Summer of Gaming also be bringing in its own exclusives its own events and trying to make up its own like on a Monday oh God we have whoever oh, it to will. Talk about whatever yeah it definitely and that's will. where you start getting into return on investment for all this stuff and how many mm-hmm. uh, ba- how much bandwidth any of us have to pay attention to this stuff because obviously last year during uh, e- E3 summer summer of E3 we were reacting to everything and by the end of it, it we had to start being picky and choosy because we were just burning out there wasn't too much going on
0: yeah. And you know, I, I understand, obviously there's so much business behind all of this and it, it all comes down to money and it's like, why would these mega corporations play nice with each other when sure. they could just guess what? Not, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. but that's the thing is like, you know, I believe in, in Jeff Keighley and I believe in, I in what sure. he uh, has done for the industry and what he continues to prove and do for the industry. And, and I, I do wish that, that there would be more of that singular vision and more of like the, I don't know if trust is the right word, and, and I don't want to keep saying buy-in, but like, I, I feel like if there was an organized summer game fest that st- had E3 as a launch point and Gamescom uh, as the opening endpoint. night live as the end point, like, if there was somebody, a, a producer, Jeff, or someone else, looking over it all, talking to all the key people, and making sure that no one's moment's getting stepped on, you know have the moments that are yo this is the wrestlemania e3 this week is you're getting stepped on bring your a game you know yeah. and then otherwise it's like cool this week we're going to reserve we're going to make sure that only ubisoft is announcing things we're going to make sure that only activision only this whatever and, and i get the control that- right Uh, Totally keep people out of each other's ways, which is good. It would benefit literally everybody. It would benefit the gamers because it wouldn't burn us out and we'd have more focus on each thing, right? But then it would also benefit them because there's more focus on each thing. There's more excitement around each type of uh, showcase or presentation or whatever it is. And we're we're so close. We're so close to it. But it's like it just we need – more buy-in from the top level and just more collaboration and collaboration between business when it is so money-driven and that's just how things go. That's where this all kind of falls apart. And I don't think that we're ever going to quite hit the potential of how amazing this could be.
1: Yeah, I am fascinated to see how E3 2021 goes and what the ESA has with having Nintendo and Xbox alone being, you know, buying commitments from them. And if it is, you know, their full blown presentations now, Ubisoft being there, if they can get it back on track that way, I think it will do what you're talking about, which is, you know, lessen the amount of things to pay attention to because you'll have your one week. And then, yeah, we can still have obviously you're going to get a PlayStation state of play at some point in the summer talking about maybe a specific game, but also teasing the fall for you you'll all have it there can't wait you three right around the corner hard to believe that june is that close already but it is speaking of close gregway uh resident evil village is very close so we go to number two here resident evil village has a cooking system this is jordan oleman over at ign of course remember there is a resident evil village uh presentation today reactions twitch.tv slash kind of funny games 3 p.m pacific time later youtube.com slash kind of funny games but i digress back to jordan at ign resident evil village has a cooking system where players have will have to kill the animals in the village to make meals as revealed by game informer protagonist ethan winters can kill animals in the world take them to his kitchen to be cooked up into stat enhancing meals creatures such as fish pigs goats and chickens can be dispatched in a less than humane fashion aka shooting them and then the player can pick up those ingredients and take them to the Duke's Kitchen. Ingredient assorts, assortments can be tr- turned by the Duke into special dishes which offer permanent upgrades for the player. For example, four poultry and one meat makes a bird and beast pilaf, uh, or pilaf uh, which uh, provides the benefit of, quote, damage taken when guarding decreases permanently. As well as making food with the Duke, players will be able to buy supplies and talk with the gunsmithy at the Duke's Emporium to upgrade weapons. The currency in village is called Le, which is earned from killing enemies. Tim, does this do it for you? I know you're excited for the village. All right, I'm here. very
0: excited for village. Yeah. Uh, have you ever enjoyed cooking in a video game?
1: You know i don't I, here's the thing i never get excited when somebody says you're gonna cook in a video game but it's more have i ever hated cooking in a video game and i'm sure i have but like breath of the wild i enjoyed fine i had no problem with it uh monster hunter spinning my meat i'm fine i have no problem with it uh so like this whole thing makes me go all right but i like the idea that it's more combining them for permanent bonuses what are you laughing at kev just spitting my meat i love spinning my meat who doesn't I know. you know that's I mean? funny i, I love I a good spit roasted piece I'm of
0: meat it. glistening yeah you know what i'm talking yeah. about <clears throat> i'm with about you, you that i don't i don't hate it it's just yeah. i don't think it's ever enhanced my gameplay experience and it's yeah, it, and, and that's kind of a, a, a an issue when it's like s- such a feature like i didn't like it in snake eater i didn't like it in, in breath of the wild you know and again it, neither of those ex- experiences like made the game worse for me but this doesn't excite me whatsoever But I I like the idea, and it is very Resident Evil to kind of, I mean, it's just replacing herbs with food, combining different things to give you different abilities or give you different, you know, gunpowder or this or that. So it's like, at the end of the day, from a gameplay perspective, it's not really that different. Like, what's the difference between going out? Finding a a box with something in it, or going out and shooting an animal to to get some stuff. It's the same See idea. See that,
1: and that's my thing is that if especially for if it's just for the stat enhancement stuff, I kind of like it because I feel like that obviously would be gated in some re- respect. But I do I do appreciate that when that kind of side stuff pops up and it's like, oh well, if I do spend an hour you know grinding and doing this, then the next hour of the game is going to be easier for me or something like that. I like that. Totally.
0: Idea. And what's really cool is this this word permanent here. Like yeah. that's not something that's traditionally Resident Evil. So you know more kind of. RPG-esque elements being put into this stuff. I I think it's kind of interesting because, you know, I'm I'm very excited to see what Resident Evil Village ends up playing like and and being as a full experience, uh, especially because I really, really, really loved Resident Evil 2 and really, really, really liked Resident Evil 3 remakes and seven. I was like, oh, shit, we're back. But in retrospect, not my favorite of them. And that's just Mm -hmm. uh, my personal taste things of it was scary and stuff, but like I didn't really love the way that the the game kind of progressed from beginning to end story wise and all that. This one seems interesting. It seems very different. And uh I love that we're not far away from it, man. Like less than a month we'll be playing this game. Super,
1: super close, um, super
0: close. But but yeah, it's it's cool. And I, I I like that they're trying different things. And I think that like potentially these type of RPG elements and permanent stat boosts and stuff could be the stuff that I was missing in Resident Evil Seven. So
1: we will have to wait and see. Again, presentation today. I'm sure you will know a lot more and talk about it tomorrow if you miss the reactions today. But for now, number three on the Roper Report. Uh, we have Days Gone on PC Details. Uh, this all comes from PlayStation. Today, PlayStation announced uh, Days Gone, of course, the game from Ben studio, coming over to PC on May 18th, 2021. You can pre-order it right now over on Steam and the Epic Game Store, Uh, but then the official bullet points read like this. Take on the relentless old sawmill horde with 21.9 ultra-wide monitor support. Come across various elements in this harsh open world, including humans, wildlife, and feral creatures known as freakers with unlocked frame rate. Uh, Fighting hordes that range up to 500 freakers at one time has never felt so real. Feel. tim you and i both have an ultra wide monitor but you i use mine just to be able to see multiple windows you actually play games on it uh is this a game changer i know you're not a days gone person but in terms of this, being able to see this much stuff
0: i mean yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, I love ultra wide support and especially for playstation games like are you kidding me that is amazing yeah. booted up horizon it is mind-blowingly beautiful uh in oh. ultra wide i will say greg our monitors are not 21, nine. ours are oh, thirty two. what do we 9. have <laughs> 32, is that bigger 9. than normal way ultra, way ultra? way 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 ultra dude we're so yeah. i'm such a pc we're so in my ultra, man monitor. uh but yeah this is this is super super great love that tech stuff and playstation games on pc what what, what a
1: world to live in uh there is more benefits to it uh traverse the vast wi- farewell wilderness uh with our new display customization options that include uh increased level of detail foliage draw distances in graphical customization play days gone the way you want to play use first and third party controllers or ride the broken road with with input support for mouse and keyboard. You dork. Uh, capture the realistic and detailed world of Days Gone through the new super resolution photo mode. Share your photos across uh, our Ben Studio social channels, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and so, yeah, those are the big updates for it of what they're doing here. May 18th, 2021, the big deal, obviously, the uh, 21.9 unlocked frame rate. The other thing people are stoked about. Uh, again, cool. a game that's not getting a sequel, though, <laughs> as Jason Schreier reported and all the hullabaloo over there at Ben and everything else, which did, of course, uh, motivate. Everybody, if you weren't paying attention, you missed this week's PS I Love You XOXO. Of course, for this month, you should be playing Disco Elysium on your PlayStation. That is uh, our book club, or better known as uh, PS We Played This. That is our book club for uh, this month, but then next month is going to be Days Gone. We're going to be doing that. So you can still pick up Days Gone for free off of your PlayStation. Uh, but if you're getting the PC thing, another reason to dive in over there.
0: I, I wish I were that episode. Yet. Which one? The uh, PS I Love You. I saw oh, the, the thumbnail. Episode? Yeah, oh, sure, the, sure, the, sure. the one talking about like Jack Daxter rem- yeah. or remake and all something I was like, oh man, I want to be on this. Anyway, good stuff. You guys are great. Thank you. I love you.
1: Uh, number four on the Roper Report Oculus Air sounds cool. I'm reading from an Oculus press release over here, a blog actually. Today, we're announcing features that will begin rolling out soon with the V28 software update to Oculus Quest headsets. Oculus Air Link is a wireless way to play PC VR games on Quest 2. We're announcing native 120Hz support for Quest 2 for an ultra-smooth gameplay experience. Since launching in 2019 and exiting beta last year, Oculus Link has been a widely used feature across the Quest platform. With a gaming PC and a compatible USB-C cable, Link has given people access to Rift's impressive content library, including games like Asgard's Wrath, Lone Echo, Stormland, and more. But of course, being tethered to your PC can break immersion and limit your mobility. We know gamers want to use Link without a wire, to experience the full freedom of movement offered by Quest 2 while playing the high-end titles that can only run on a gaming pc that's why we've been working on a new streaming technology called oculus air link a completely wireless way to play pc vr content on quest 2 using wi-fi built on the successful oculus link streaming pipeline air link will ship in experimental mode on quest 2 and we're excited to hear the community's feedback while air link is in early development Airlink gives people more options for accessing PC VR games on Quest 2. Oculus Link cables will still provide a robust, consistent experience, while those with a strong Wi-Fi setup can choose to stream wirelessly through Airlink. If you want to change charge your headset during your VR exploits, experience highest fidelity visuals possible, or if your available Wi-Fi network is congested or unsecure link via USB-C cable is the way to go. If you have strong and secure Wi-Fi network, uh if and if your play space is ideally within about 20 feet of your Wi-Fi router, AirLink will be a good option. On top of that, they're adding 120 hertz support to Quest 2. Now we're giving gamers and developers even more choice to push smooth gameplay to the next level with the option to enable 120 hertz display refresh rate on Quest 2. Developers can soon begin to ship apps on the Oculus Store that run at 120 hertz natively, while uh, while Quest 2 users will be able to opt into the 120 option uh, via a toggle and experimental panel, yada, yada, yada. Tim. Hmm. I think Oculus Air Link is fucking rad. It's amazing. I love my Oculus Quest, obviously. or Quest even, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Quest is amazing. Every time I is uh, somebody hits me up though, and it's like, oh yeah, you know, it's a game, but it's not on Quest, but you could use the link. I'm like, yeah, I could, but, yeah I don't want to be tethered to the thing over here, over there, blah blah blah. The idea that they're figuring out that again, VR technology is still, you know, mm-hmm. building up to eventually be able to run. But the fact that we're here and they
0: are like, all right, cool, let's do this via
1: Wi-Fi and see what we can do. Fucking rad. Let alone the hard standards.
0: I, I think that the Oculus Quest, the Air, all this, this whole line, like, is so important to the development of VR and the, the continuation of VR games being a thing. And uh, the the biggest thing for me is, I'm shocked. You know, I've said it before, but five years ago, I would have never believed we'd be here and still talking about VR uh, in in this much major of a way. Granted, it's not the like breakout success that some people thought it might have been, but I think that it's definitely here to stay way more than I would have gave a credit for
1: yeah I'm extra you know I I'm excited to see what the next uh, uh, hurdles they overcome are and how they get around all the stuff and again them doing this you know gives me hope because of course even with PlayStation VR 2 or whatever they're gonna end up calling it the fact that it's one cable I'm still like ah, oh, God cables suck even though the controllers are hot uh it'll be interesting to see yeah as this tech continues to go and you know if people are committed to it and actually making stuff into it they're making mm-hmm. games for it what'll happen Final story on The Robo Report. Number five, F1 2021 is back. This is Mike Fahey over at Kotaku. I was originally just going to put this into new dates, but they added some stuff in here that I don't think me and Tim have much to say about. But if P- if F1's your jam, I want you to know. EA's purchase of Racing Game Maker Codemasters means EA Sports has an F1 racing game for the first time since 2003. F1 2021, available July 16th for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, expands career mode to include a two-player option Introduce introduces breaking point, but breaking spelled with like you're breaking your car, uh, breaking point, a narrative-driven story mode that's sure to make driving very fast, very low-to-the-ground vehicles more exciting and immersive. The last time... <laughs> Mike's the best Mike's the best I love his sign off for this one too uh, uh but we're not there yet. you got two paragraphs before I get there the last time EA released an F1 game was F or I'm sorry 2003's F1 career challenge a game that doesn't even warrant a reception section on Wikipedia at that point EA had lost the F1 license so it released a game that went back over that went back over the 1999 through 2002 series it had licensed previously Sad. But now EA owns Codemasters, the company that's been doing official F1 games since 2009, bringing the buzziest sounding automobile racing back into EA Sports' purview. Uh, though codemasters says the new breaking point story mode has been years in the making it feels like a very ea sports sort of thing to do adding a more personal experience to a somewhat impersonal racing game there's not much detail yet on what breaking point entails beyond a dramatic trailer and punny name but it will feature devin butler the rival character from f1 2019 who players despise (laughs) and this is the final paragraph and there it is must be nice to get some screenshots of cars racing or something, but this will have to do, or I'm sorry, might, might, might have been nice to get some screenshots of cars racing or something, but this will have to do for now. Welcome back e, welcome back to EA Sports Formula One Racing. Keep, <sighs> yeah, up, keep, man. keep doing it, Mike. Keep doing it. You're fucking killing hey, it. I love God it. God bless. Gonna... Uh, I, I can't wait, Tim, mm-hmm. uh, for F1 uh, to get out here see what Breaking Point's all about. But let me tell you, that game's still so far away. You know what isn't far away? Patreon.com slash kinda funny games. Where of course you can write in to be part of the show. You can go to get the exclusive post show we do each and week each every weekday. And of course you can get the show ad free. But guess what, Jack? You're not on patreon.com slash kinda funny games. So let me tell you about purple mattress. As the world becomes increasingly uncomfortable, we're all looking to get as much comfort as we can. The one thing you can always count on is how comfortable your Purple mattress is. That's because Purple is comfort reinvented. Only Purple has the grid, a stretchy gel material that's amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips. I don't know how it does it. It's just fantastic. Uh, Because of how it's designed, the grid doesn't trap air. Air actually circulates and flows through it, so you'll never overheat the grid bounces back as you move and shift unlike memory foam which remembers everything that's why memory foam has craters and divots uh, kind of funny loves the purple mattress Joey Noel sleeps like a baby on the one she has she says it's nice and soft and right now you can try your purple mattress risk free with free shipping and returns financing is available too purple really is comfort for an uncomfortable world right now you'll get 10% off any order of $200 or more go to purple.com games 10 and use the promo code games 10 that's purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more purple.com slash games 10 promo code games 10 terms apply Burrow is the next sponsor. Finding new furniture is always a hassle, whether it's finding what's right, getting it delivered or the setup itself. Most of us haven't found our forever home, which makes buying furniture a double-edged sword. You're either buying some cheap futon that you'll just leave at the curb someday, or you're investing in an expensive sofa that might last forever, but definitely becomes a pain in the butt when it's time to move. You think someone would have figured out how to create quality furniture built for the way we actually live wherever we live. Well, someone has. Burrow burrow makes it easy to shop for everything you need for your living room online no far-flung warehouses no high-pressure salespeople. plus burrow's world-class support team is available for whenever you need them uh burrow's innovative modular design and super helpful instructions make assembling and disassembling your furniture quick and hassle-free and When it's time to move, your burrow furniture won't hold you back. Their credenzas are actually tall enough to fit next-gen consoles standing vertically. Their award-winning Nomad sofa has a built-in USB charger for all-day power. Isn't that right, Tim Geddes? Hell yeah, baby. You're charging phones all the time on your sofa. Uh, burrow saves you an average of $100 on large items like a couch and a logistic headache. Right now, you can get $75 off your first order at burrow.com slash games. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W.com slash games for $75 off your first burrow purchase. Burrow.com slash games. Tim, I'm excited for us all to get shots us all to be able to hang out again and me to come over and charge my phone on your couch but that's still so far away if i wanted something more immediate say what came to the mom and Grop shops where would i go
0: the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday <coughs> yeah. out today
1: if i'm lying i'm dying this is what the game's actually called snitchy in tukey trouble is on switch shadow man remastered is on pc the dark side detective a fumble in the dark is on ps5 ps4 xbox uh, all xboxes switch pc and mac saga frontier remastered is on ps4 switch and pc uh and t- uh, kevin can we get a snitchy in tukey trouble uh, trailer please oh, uh, man. counterpoint oh. don't
0: google tukey just don't tukey. can't be good
1: alt deuce beyond chronos is on ps4 rain on your parade is on xbox one switch pc and mac ash walkers a survival journey is on pc quantum league is on pc relica is on P- uh, switch sorry uh d D-L- land is pocket Planet edition is on switch all right here we go here's here's Tukey. he's in trouble or no this is snitching <laughs> Tukey trouble i apologize i can see it i can see that there's some trouble happening here got octopus wow. legs oh it's one of the metal octopus though wood, wow wood, they wood
0: metal well they really runner, like huh? tropical freeze yeah, you just run doing your thing there. Uh, what the fuck? This, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, no, this is blatantly a ripoff. No, oh my That's God, this t- is it. No, this is tropical freeze. I'll I be honest. Oh my there's God, a, oh there's my a God. can in there. There, <laughs> there was some mine carts. Sure,
1: I just, bananas, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I'm sorry, Tim. I don't see it's it. It's
0: corn, Tim. It's not bananas. Looked, Not, but see, I
1: didn't corn. even know that because it's a little smaller on my screen. It's corn. Yeah, it's totally yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and I, I don't, I don't think that Snitchy is uh, uh, an ape. You know, he looks to be the cat. Maybe. maybe the
0: lesson is you. We don't be Snitchies. You know.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's definitely a test of you know. Snitches. You don't want to get shit. in tiki trouble. We're already
0: playing the game. Yeah, we don't want to get key trouble. you We don't want that don't, smoke, Kevin. You are correct about I don't this. Want trouble at all. I, see, here's my thing. I I need to look up reviews for this because. I don't give a shit if it's a rip-off if it's good. You know what I mean? Ripping off one of the best platformers of all time could potentially be great. Let's check (laughs) out some Metacritic here. Let's see what's going on. No score yet. Oh, oh, Critic Reviews. Not great. (laughs) Imagine Donkey Kong Country with none of the flair, none of the momentum, none of the secrets, none of the style, and none of the grace. Mm, mm. It doesn't even have a funny face. Nintendo Life. You get a thumbs up for your 50 out of 100 review. of Damn, 50, Tukie, 50 out of 100, you Tukie hate Tukie to town. see it. Took the trouble.
1: Maastry Ruins of D's. NIF is on Switch. Team Troopers is on Switch. Godstrike is on Switch and PC. PC. Throw it! Animal Park is on Switch. Pocoyo Party is on Switch. Dragon Audit is on Switch. Livestream Escape from the Hotel Izanami is on Switch. Uh, Voxel Tycoon is on PC and Mac. And Sons of Ra is on PC. Then Friends of the show, Core Games are talking about Core. Uh, it, is, it is launched on Early Access exclusively on the Epic Games Store. Uh, Core, which has been an alpha for the past year already, offers more than 20,000 free playable games in every genre imaginable, with 200 new or updated games added daily. Core is also a free game creation platform that makes makes it possible for anyone to make and publish multiplayer ready experiences you might remember last year we did a whole bunch of stuff with core uh where originally we were going to do their their launch of their game platform and then uh, the pandemic got in the way and we still did that but then more importantly we eventually did a thing where we did a kind of funny challenge with core where people went and made a Grabbler game and a johnny ace game and all these different kind of funny references and they built portello in the game fantastic core if you've never checked out again it is free uh our sponsorship with them ended, ended a long time ago but still a fantastic platforming game you should go try out now it's on the epic games start sure. Uh, Meanwhile, GTA Online is seeing triple and double rewards aplenty this week, uh, including in sumo modes, biker business sales, RC, bandito races, and time trials. Plus, multiple 420 special gifts and bonuses await players on Tuesday to celebrate the occasion in high spirits. And then I already talked about that one. New dates for you. Ezeron Defense leaves early access on Steam today. Uh, The F1, as we already said, comes July 16th. Skate City will debut on Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S. The Game Store in Steam May 6th. Angels of Death comes to PlayStation 4 Xbox One on April 22nd. Uh, Hitman is getting some stuff here. Landslide, a bonus mission will be available April 15th through April 25th for both Hitman 3 owners and owners of the Hitman 3 free starter pack. Uh, James Batchelor uh, over at gamesindustry.biz reports Capcom is closing the U.S. version of its online store. Visitors who currently click the link at the top of the site are presented with a message that states the store will stop taking orders on May 1st. Then... Honestly, probably should have led the show, but I listen to all you people and I give you what you want, so I put it here. Uh, we have <laughs> Avengers news for Marvel's Avengers. Ames tampering with time has led to periodic Tachyon anomalies. Whether these, Whenever these events occur, Avengers from different timelines can converge in a single location and take on the world's threats together. The first Tachyon anomaly is happening from April 22nd to May 3rd and allows players to form teams uh, of more than one of the same heroes. So yeah, this is the thing they talked about in the roadmap in the presentation. So starting April 22nd through May 3rd, you can get in there and have a team full of hulks a team full of iron man a team whatever Uh, during the two weeks there will be a weekly mission chain that rewards hive mind set gear and daily missions that reward priority set gear for high level heroes Uh, they're also introducing uh, temporal assault nameplates which are animated nameplates that you can uh, earn by playing the game and doing stuff there and then there's a whole the nameplates have dates uh uh, april 22nd through the 29th it's thor hawkeye black oda hulk 29th through the 6th is iron man captain america ms marvel and kate bishop Uh, and then there's a yeah then you can also, play the other tachyon anomalies uh, at a lower level, which is cool, you know what I mean. I'm happy for you, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, it's coming out. Of, I got a lot of other stuff it's pretty to play. It's cool that I can unlock the stuff in the game. It's very cool for Greg, yeah. and I got I, like Gary was talking about with me on Tuesday. I gotta soak it in while I can. Yeah, God only knows yeah. what happens after Black Panther, <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's time for reader mail. Remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where you can ask us questions just like Jordan Lee Rowan did. What's up, Grim? Uh, The Nintendo Indie Showcase was dope. My question is, what platform would you say is the best place to play indies? Something about the Switch feels so right when you're playing an indie platformer, but does it have the best indie lineup? Tim, is there a best place to play indies?
0: You know, I think uh, that we've hit such a great saturation point where... Indies are just good everywhere. And I think that we're we're lucky that we're gone are the days of Indies being tied to a specific platform only. Sure. I kind of feel sure. like it is more normalized now where, I mean, where's the best place to play Indies? PC, it's Steam, that's the answer. But if you're talking pure consoles, I think it's whatever you're looking for the most. Are you looking for trophies? Then PlayStation's the answer. Are you looking for Game Pass and being able to play a bunch of different indies uh, that you might not have bought otherwise? Then Xbox is the answer. If you want it to be portable, then Switch is the answer. So it's really kind of what you're looking for because for the most part, the games are everywhere. And there are are exceptions. And with that, I think that all three of the major players have some really, really, really dope exclusive partnerships with uh, indie developers. And it's kind of what speaks to you. And I think that uh you're not going to be able to play all of them because there's just so many quality indie titles that are coming out constantly that you know it's kind of take your pick and you're gonna you're gonna have a really good time the answer of course is
1: switch it has Hades so that's good enough you know what I mean until somebody that's else gets true. their hands on Hades what are you gonna... and I guess honestly the real answer of course if we're really having this conversation it would be PC seeing as how what we were popping yesterday for uh uh what's the game the one you were really excited for that's the rhythm one to go with uh I want the, to say Altair. Is that his
0: name? Yeah. Ah, I,
1: t- I tweeted like yesterday, too. something
0: Knights, no hold back, or something like that. Uh, hold
1: on. A. Oh, uh, We're in the, the ever nights, interesting Twitter search. Like
0: that? Yeah, that's right. Ariel yeah. Knight is the yeah. developer aerial Knights, right? no yield no yield people that's that. it right yeah. uh, and that
1: game of course has been out on Steam forever like a lot of so, the things we were popping for things. yesterday yeah. on Switch it was like oh no that's already on that's already on PC you could go get it there of course if you are interested in indie games and want to play a diverse selection of them it's going to be PC right because yeah there's mm-hmm. a gajillion for you to go jump on and go and everybody publishes right there outside of that though I do agree with you Tim and with Jordan like I feel like there is something about the Switch where it is like my indie machine when it's not my Animal Crossing machine, that that's where I'm going to take my most chances and jump in and do stuff and try stuff. Whereas the big boy consoles, I'm sitting down and playing on, you know, my whatever, AAA exclusive kind of thing on. I do, obviously that's a lie because I play all sorts of indies on my PlayStation, but, and I download stuff on Xbox Game Pass, of course, which is doing it. That's the thing is I think all, I think when the Switch was really taking off and we saw indies going crazy, that was definitively like, oh, there's so much great shit happening indie-wise on Switch. But now I do feel like, all three platform holders are throwing around so much cash and I guess even four if you want to bring in like epic game store Throwing around so mm-hmm. much cash to fund indie games and get them there That's a way more diverse playing field. So you can go find stuff anywhere you want totally
0: to. And I think the thing about the switch that that all three of us are kind of gravitating to here uh, Is the fact that it isn't as powerful as the other systems and indie games traditionally aren't as they don't need to be 4k HDR experiences so playing them on a switch just kind of feels right because it feels properly powered to be able to handle that type of uh situation and indie games i think traditionally as well are more take them on the go and that's okay you can be laying in bed and then then play on the dock and play it on tv and it's equally uh a good experience whereas playing like horizon zero dawn in your bed is more of a like you could do it and people do do it in some way shape or form with remote play and all that but like that's not the way you should play those games whereas like a lot of these indie games Totally, it's a, it's I, that's a totally valid way to play.
1: I've been playing Lost wor- Words Beyond the Page, and I've been playing it through Remote Play with the Backbone controller, right? And it's that thing of, I play that while Jen's watching something I'm not uh, only half listening to, but it's also that thing of like, I'm kind of you know trying to platinum Outriders, so I'm, I'm really into that, but I won't play outrate, Outriders in Remote Play because there's just so much happening on screen that I don't want to be like, oh, what is this? Whereas a lot of indies are you know built for something like the Switch or a mobile phone or whatever. So like on Remote Play, it works so well. Mm-hmm. Tim, mm-hmm. we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Infinite Corpse says, Greg's pronunciation of Coke as Coke is correct. Thank you very much. Uh, Hyped for Games says, Hey guys, small correction here. Resident Evil Seven included syringes that gave you a permanent health boost, and these are items that are being replaced with meals in Resident Evil Village. It's not the first time these kinds of items are featured in RE. Are, are featured since RE four had yellow herbs that, when combined, also gave permanent health boost. While you can cook these bonuses, herbs are still in the game and can be combined. We knew that part, but yeah, okay, great. Yeah, uh, uh, yes, that's, that
0: is a good point. I am just totally misremembering that. Those it's, are well, it's the same. same what you think about, right? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Um, Lex, Next Level Nick says I believe Greg
1: referred to the RE uh, event Tonight as RE7 event but it's actually A general RE event who knows what we could get Tonight and also isn't RE, this is RE8, technically? No, RE mm-hmm. Village is RE8, right? It's 8, yeah. I want to say just eight. keep the numbers up, because it's really confused me. since they The numbers in there. Thing. I know it is, but then I fucking... I think I said 7, too. Next Level Nick is calling me out on saying RE... Event tonight is RE7, but did I say RE7, or did I say RE8? I can't keep up oh. anymore. If I'm saying... And when I talk about Village, am I talking about 7, or am I talking about 8? And I don't know, but There I is, is an RE7 event
0: today, Greg Moore. Oh. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games, right after Games Daily. Andy and Bless playing RE7, so... You weren't (laughs) wrong, right? It's too much. You weren't wrong.
1: Nathan Showcat writes in with two, a Daily Double, says, small correction for the new releases. Alt-Deuce Beyond Chronicles requires PSVR and is not playable with just a PS4. Thank you, Nathan. And then, uh, yeah, I think we said it right, but to be clear, the game we were looking for was Aerial Knights Never Yield. Just making sure Mm -hmm. we nailed that. Ladies and gentlemen... That's another banger episode of Kinda Funny oh, yeah. Games Daily. Of course, Tim and I aren't off the clock yet. We're going to go over to patreon.com slash games and record your post show there. Of course, you can go get it there. You can write it to be part of the show. You can get all sorts of exclusive shows and things over there, like the Next Gen Podcast, and of course, every other post show we do for every other piece of games content and have a good time. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way over on patreon.com slash games, no big deal. You can catch the show as we record it live, twitch.tv slash games, which, after we go off the air, like you said, is going to be, blessing and Andy playing Resident Evil 7 for the first time after this and getting scared and going Ooh. Uh, of course if you don't want to get it there uh, you can get it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games where there is a brand new episode of the blessing show up made in dreams it's amazing go check it out and then of course it's on podcast services around the globe if all that wasn't enough we will be back tomorrow ladies and gentlemen it will be me and the busiest lady in the business Andrea Renee Hosting kind of Ooh. funny. games. David. Tim, Very fun. until next time, take me out.
0: Do something. I'm I'm looking at this news story right now about Apex Legends. They're saying that the Death Note's going to be added to it. What the fuck? How does that?